And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Attention, people of Earth. Do not resist us. All who oppose us shall be annihilated. We command the most powerful army of monsters in the universe. They are sure to defeat your Earth monsters. All those who are hearing this are now under the control of the Earth Destruction Directive. 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 Christmas, hello and welcome to Earth Destruction Directive. I am your host, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our episode today. This is our semi-annual Christmas special, and as we typically do on our Christmas specials, we are taking a look at a Power Rangers Christmas special. We are jumping forward a little bit uh, to cover a, the episode, the Christmas special from Power Rangers Super Samurai called Stuck on Christmas, so I hope everyone is ready, and let's get right into it. Power Rangers Super Samurai Stuck on Christmas aired on December 15th, 2012 on Nickelodeon in the United States, although it debuted a week earlier in Canada. In the U.S., it aired a week after Samurai Forever, which is the finale of the Samurai Super Samurai cycle. Despite this, the story actually takes place in the middle of Super Samurai from a narrative standpoint. The teleplay was by Jill Donnellan, who wrote a handful of episodes for Lost Galaxy and Wild Force, but then wrote quite a number of episodes for the Samurai and Megaforce cycles. And the show was directed by Jonathan Bro, who has Power Ranger directing credits for every Power Ranger series beginning with Mystic Force and running through Dino Charge, along with quite a few Australian shows, which I am not familiar with. And Stuck on Christmas goes a little something like this. On Christmas Eve, as Mentor G begins to decorate the Shiva house, the Rangers are battling a monster named Gred. After Mike uses some fancy footwork and the Beetle Vortex to disarm Gred, the Rangers use the five-disc Beetle Cannon to destroy Gred. The monster resuscitates as a giant, and the Rangers call in the Folding Zords, combining into the Battlewing Megazord, and destroy Gred for good. But a short in the Zord's wiring leaves the Rangers stuck inside. As Kevin tries to repair the problem, the team remembers past instances of working together to solve problems and fun times together. Back at the Shiva house, Bulk and Spike show up because Spike wants to deliver a present to Mia, whom he is smitten with. We see more flashbacks of Bulk and Spike crossing paths with the Rangers, including Emily's Drill Sergeant Girl persona, and then Mentor G asks him if they will help decorate the Christmas tree. Back in the Zord, it has rolled over to pre-dawn Christmas morning as Kevin continues to work and we see more flashbacks, with Kevin finally solving the problem when he splices the red and green wires together, a mini Christmas miracle. The Rangers contact Mentor G and say that they are on their way, and he asks a favor of the team. 
At Sheba House, as Volk and Spike try to sneak out, still afraid of Drill Sergeant Girl, the Rangers arrive as a Christmas surprise for the boys. Volk and Spike ride off on their flying motorbike from last Christmas and wish us all happy holidays. Now, unlike the other Power Rangers Christmas specials we have watched so far, this one actually does feature some unique Super Sentai footage, coming from episode 15 of Samurai Sentai Shin Kenja. That episode has nothing to do with Christmas. There are some Super Sentai Christmas episodes. That is not one of them. But the monster is red and green in color, so he makes sense to be used for this purpose, also giving him his name, Gred. Green and red, Gred. Due to this fact, we do get some previously unseen Sentai battle footage, even if it is only a few minutes of it. That alone makes this episode worth checking out for Samurai fans. Uh, getting into the specifics about Stuck on Christmas. Now, in this episode, we do not see any of the Ranger actors in new footage, only in archival footage, which is the opposite of the previous Christmas special from Samurai, Christmas Together, Friends Forever, which we covered last year at this time, where we saw plenty of the Ranger actors outside of the suits. Now, this episode gets started very quickly, with the Rangers already engaged in battle with Gred. And as the Sentai episode focused on Shinken Green... Obviously, so too does this portion of this episode, with Mike fighting Gred directly and then using the Beetle Vortex attack. It's worth noting that there is no Super Sentai-specific stuff in any of this sequence, given that the original episode is from the first half of Shinkenger, so a lot of the stuff that we had seen introduced in Super Samurai was simply not introduced yet at this time. The Megazord battle is much the same. The team uses the Battlewing Zords, but none of the uh, second-half Super Samurai-specific upgrades uh, we don't see any of uh, any of those later mechs, only the first set of upgrades, which was the Battle Wing Zords. Jaden has a great line as they are fighting the monster. He says, let's knock the sugar plums out of this guy, which is a little risque, but I like it. I approve. Now, after the battle, we get flashbacks of Antonio and the Claw Zord and Kevin solving various problems. Now, Shinken Gold had not appeared by episode 15, of uh, Shinkenger, appearing a couple episodes later in 17. So obviously Antonio cannot be involved in this fight because there is no uh, Sentai footage featuring Antonio or any of his, um, or I should say Shinken Gold, or any of his mecha. Back at the Shiba house, uh, Bulk and Spike ring the doorbell, and the doorbell is to the tune of Go Go Power Rangers. Ding, 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 ding. This is carried over directly from the show, and they use this gag uh, quite a bit on Samurai, for Samurai and Super Samurai. This always reminds me of the original uh, Power Ranger team's communicator ringtone. Which is dee -dee 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 -dee. Uh, I, I, before I had a cell phone back in Hallowed Antiquity, I always thought it would be neat to have that as my ringtone. I've never actually done that. Uh, back in the Zord, uh, we get some more flashbacks, as this is a clip show, including Mike and Kevin being literally stuck together by a Nylock and having to work in tandem to defeat him. We then see Mia and Emily go on a shopping spree slash, slash fashion show montage, which probably was much appreciated by some of the target male audience, and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, at Shiba House, we then see Bulk and Spike are worried about Drill Sergeant Girl, so we see the flashback of Emily wearing a jet black wig as the cruel sensei to Bulk and Spike, who think Shiba House is a karate dojo. Amazingly, this is from the same episode as the shopping spree fashion show montage where Emily is concerned that she is too nice, so when she has to try and get Bulk and Skull out of the Shiba house, she concocts this Drill Sergeant Girl persona uh, that, that she uses on them. Now, seeing sweet, mild-mannered Emily 
dressed in military gear and barking orders at Bulk and Spike is absolutely amazing. Seeing her with uh, very severe black hair is something, too. Again, I am sure certain members of the target male audience very much liked this scene of Emily uh, being all tough. Uh, the scene also has Bulk and Spike decorating the tree, much to Mentor G's chagrin, as they are uh, doing a very poor job of it. It really makes you wonder how these two guys managed to live on their own for as long as they did. Uh, back in the Zord, it has rolled over midnight, so it is Christmas morning, technically now. And of course, it is Emily who wishes everyone Merry Christmas. That fits in with her sweet, nice girl uh, persona. We get some more flashbacks, uh, including the Rangers spending time away from the Sheba house together at a concert. Then a sequence of Kevin wearing a tutu for literally no explained reason, other than it's funny, I guess, to see uh, straight-laced Kevin wearing a tutu. Uh, Bulk and Spike then enjoy some cookies with Mentor G. Uh, the cookies are in the shape of the Sheba House icon, which is the Shinkendra icon. It's the icon that the, the Rangers wear uh, over their heart. Uh, most Super Sentai teams have an icon uh, or logo of something of this nature, and the, the Shinkendra and Samurai Rangers are no different. Um, now, if the boys notice this, they do not mention it as they're munching away on the cookies. This leads into a flashback of Bulk and Spike being heroes in their own right, namely attempting to save a cat from a tree with some very poor decisions involving ladders. All I'm going to say about that is remember your ladder safety, including the three-point rule, and uh, never step uh, above the, the, the second to the, the top rung, and never stack two ladders on top of each other, because they really don't follow any of these ladder rules. Uh, then we see uh, the Bulk and Spike happen to be uh, on the scene when a Mooger attack breaks out, and they charge into battle bravely against the Moogers with Bulk armed with an umbrella and Spike with a pair of French breads, which goes about as well as you might think. <laughs> uh, th this uh, less than successful bit of uh, combat leads into our next clips, which is a monster fighting compilation, mostly showcasing various finishing attacks the Rangers have used against the Nihilox so far. Uh, we then follow this up with Spike thinking back to when he met Mia, who spoke to him while trying to evacuate him from a Nihilox attack after he had lost his factory job. And we see this sparking a seed of admiration and affection inside the young man, which is actually quite sweet. Of course, Spike is Skull's son, and Spike has a thing for Mia, the pink samurai ranger, just like Skull had a thing for Kimberly, the original pink ranger back in the day in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, unlike that 1990s weirdness, which is a little uncomfortable, Spike's crush on Mia is played in a much more positive light than um, Skull kind of leering at, at Kimberly every now and again in the original. It's played for you know, kind of a puppy love admiration almost. And Mia doesn't uh, doesn't know out is not mean to him or outright reject him. She just kind of uh, you know she she accepts it that he has a thing for her. Now the final scene involves Bulk and Spike riding their motorbike, chasing flying through the sky, chasing after Santa's sleigh. Now this is a left to right flipped reuse of the same scene from Christmas Together, Friends Forever. Remember, that was how last year's episode ended, with them uh, after Mike had given them the motorbike that somehow now could fly, and uh, them chasing after Santa. And it's the exact same scene reused, just, again, flipped left to right. Now, overall, um, Stuck on Christmas is the best of the Christmas specials that we've watched so far on this show. And despite being a clip show, it's worth watching. It's not an essential episode by any means. None of these Christmas episodes are. 
other than, you know, just the sheer bizarre uh, aspects of some of the earlier ones. But it is mm, less bizarre than other offerings and more enjoyable than uh, than Christmas Together Friends Forever because there is the new Super Sentai footage in there, which is a nice touch. And I like the uh, flashbacks that they picked. There's a really good mix of character bits and comedy bits and some really nice action sequences put in there. Overall, a pretty well-put-together clip show and uh, a bit more watchable than any of the other ones that we have covered. Now... If you would like to own Stuck on Christmas, it can be bought on DVD in the Power Rangers Super Samurai A Christmas Wish release, which also includes the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode Friends Forever and the infamous Alpha's Magical Christmas, which we covered back on the Christmas episode for 2014. So dig into the archives if you are feeling brave and want to unearth that one. Uh, now, Friends Forever, this is a really strange choice. It does not take place at Christmas. Instead, it's a season two episode revolving around a gymnastics competition featuring the monster Jaws of Destruction, probably best remembered for the fact that he's one of the monsters in the Game Gear version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Okay, that may only be best remembered by me, but there you go. This is my show. Um, Stuck on Christmas, for what it's worth, is not included on the Super Samurai Complete Season DVD set for pretty frankly unknown reasons. Although Lionsgate did the same thing with Christmas Together Friends Forever on the Samurai Complete Season DVD set. So even though I'm not really sure why they left them out, they're at least consistent in that the Christmas specials are not available on those DVD sets. Now, the episode can also be watched on Netflix streaming. It actually is a separate entry outside of Super Samurai. So if you search for Stuck on Christmas, you will get this as its own individual entry. It's not part of the season entry for Super Samurai. Uh, it can also be viewed on Amazon Prime Video as part of that Christmas Wish collection already mentioned. That whole collection is up on Amazon Prime Video if you would like to check it out. So, um, what did you guys think? Have you guys watched this one? This is a relatively recent one. Only a few years old. I had never seen it before. It was it was fun. Enjoyable uh, lunchtime viewing here in the Christmas season, which uh, as you has been quite rainy down here in South Carolina, but hey, that, that, that's what you get sometimes. So write me in, Directive at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think about this one. And now, if you'll indulge me, let's take a moment for us. Now, Earth Destruction Directive has had a great year as far as I'm concerned. This episode marks the 16th release for Earth Destruction Directive in 2018, which is the most that we have ever done in the eight years this show has been running. And I need to say that there is no way I could have made that high watermark without my guests this year. Now, we had my brother Jason, who did the Monster Mash movie preview episode with me, as well as the Titanicus episode alongside uh, Titanicus's creator, Mac McClintock. And Jay also appeared on the April Fool's Day episode with my father, Al Giaconetti, where they discussed the Manster. Now, I, of course, returned the favor by covering Kaltiki, the immortal monster, over on Bots, Bugs, and Babes. So if you haven't heard uh, that episode, head over to the Bots, Bugs, and Babes section on Two True Freaks, and you can hear that one just go for April, uh, for April Fool's. Now, we also had Anthony Wendell on to talk about Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. And just recently, of course, we had Derek Crabb of the Fan Holes podcast on to talk Ultraman Zero, The Revenge of Billy Belial. Now, I am hoping to have more guests in the coming year, and I have some fun topics on the docket for discussion which I won't get into here because that inevitably will cause some kind of scheduling screw up and I won't be able to cover them. 
So better to, you know, be vague and then fill in the details later. Now, 2018 was a great year for giant monsters as well. We got three big screen movies, including Pacific Rim Uprising, Jurassic World Lost Kingdom, and Rampage, all featuring giant monsters rampaging along. We had the continuation of the Godzilla anime series on Netflix and the launch of the new Ultraman series, Ultraman RB. Now, looking forward to 2019, we only have one movie, but it is a biggie, as Godzilla King of the Monsters, the long-awaited follow-up to legendary Godzilla from 2014, finally bows. Now, as of this recording, the second trailer for that has been released, and it is a doozy, so I recommend, if you haven't seen that, to fire up your YouTube machine and go check out the new trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters. We are also getting the new Ultraman anime on Netflix, plus potentially the Pacific Rim Netflix series as well. Now, I'll be sure to do my best to keep all of you guys updated in the coming year for all of these projects. And speaking of all of you, I want to thank each and every one of the listeners out there, because what would a show be without its audience? You know, I say this a lot, but that, that is the absolute truth. And you fine folks have been absolutely great this year. I've gotten plenty of love and support on Twitter and Facebook and on the old email bag, which I have, has not run dry at all this year, and I very much appreciate that. I have said it many times, but I will say it again, and I will continue to say it, because it's the truth. A podcast is a labor of love, and the response, the affirmation from listeners is such a huge gesture. And it really means a lot to me that everyone out there listening to this show uh, enjoys or appreciates or finds some value in what I'm doing. That means so much to me. And I want all of you uh, folks out there to, to really take that to heart, how much it means to me and any podcaster to hear from you, uh, you folks in the audience. Now, another comment I have said many times this year is that all are welcome here on Earth Destruction Directive. And I truly mean that. I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that there are a lot of forces which conspire to divide us and set each other against one another. You know, whether it's nerd against nerd or neighbor against neighbor or friend against friend, there's lots of that nonsense out in the world. Frankly, it's exhausting and I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in us versus them arguments, which do nothing but make people feel unhappy and isolated. Daikaiju, giant monsters, is something which has brought me joy since I was a little kid, since I was four years old, and I really do enjoy talking about it, clearly. So if you love giant monsters, like giant monsters, or simply curious about giant monsters, whatever your relationship to giant monsters and the giant heroes and robots who fight them, you are welcome here on this show. Earth Destruction Directive is for everyone, and I really mean that. And finally, as we are here in the holiday season, I want to take this opportunity to wish all of you a happy and safe holiday this year, no matter what holiday it is that you celebrate whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, or whichever holiday is important to you and, and your family. And as this is the last time that you will hear Earth Destruction Directive this year, I also want to wish everyone a happy and safe, emphasizing safe once again, New Year's. If you are going out and celebrating, please take care of yourselves and each other. Remember designated drivers or find a place to crash, anything like that. And by crash, I don't mean your car. Let's just keep that in mind. And please, this season, please keep in mind all the blessings that you have in your life. Please take a few moments and think about those around you who are not as blessed, whether it's in your community, in your circle of friends, or even your own family, and reach out to them as best that you can. 2018 has been another year with a lot of challenges in my personal life, 
And things, the only thing that's constant is change. And uh, I have been very blessed to have a support system of family and friends that's helped me get through all of that. And I'm continuing to try and be the best per supportive person I can to the people in my circle that are also facing challenges. So please think about others in, in like I said, in your life, in your community, in your area, even at your job or, uh, you know, maybe your church or whatever community that you belong to and think about them this year and maybe some way that you could help make someone else's holiday season a little bit better. Well, folks, it's about that time. So this is Luke Giaconetti putting the kibosh on 2018 for Earth Destruction Directive. All that's left to say is keep them stomping and Merry Christmas. This has been Earth Destruction Directive, a Dai Kaiju podcast, produced and created by me, Luke Jackanetti, as part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, available at twotruefreaks.com. This is a fan work celebrating the history and culture of Japanese giant monsters. All movies, TV shows, comic books, characters, and other intellectual property is copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. If you'd like to send an email to the show, you can email me at earthdestructiondirective at yahoo.com. I respond to all emails, and if you send in some comments, I'll read them on the show. All episodes of Earth Destruction Directive can be found at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find the show on iTunes. Just search for Earth Destruction Directive. You can even leave an iTunes review if you want. You can get in touch with the show on Facebook. Just search for Earth Destruction as the first name and Directive as the last name. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter with the handle LJacone. That's L-J-A-C-O-N-E. And if you want to buy something discussed on the show, head on over to twotruefreaks.com and click on the Amazon.com link on the front page. Any items you buy during your session on Amazon.com will help keep the lights on, and it won't cost you anything extra. Thanks for listening, and be sure to come back next time for more city-stomping fun on Earth Destruction Directive.
Tune in next time to hear the crusty old podcaster from Oklahoma say, There's a WTF <laughs> moment if I ever saw one. Well, it's big and terrible. More frightening than I ever thought possible.